Howdy folks, this is Chris White and welcome to Basic Business Advice. This is episode 13 of our series. And today I'm with uh, Jordan Mullet from Sandler Training and the Berlin Escape Room, Dan Owalabi from Owalabi Leadership and Branches Worldwide, and Ken Hosteller from White Law Office in Holmes County. And this panel has been with us uh, for all 13 episodes and I encourage you, go back, listen to their advice that they've been giving out over the last 12 episodes and interspersed in there, you're gonna catch some interviews, some interviews about the history of Jordan and Dan and eventually Ken when we can get his interview done about their story and how they've come to the place where they can start offering some of this advice, some of this guidance as they do day in and day out with real business owners. So today's session is on the uncertain owner. We've got JTK LLC. The owner is James Kirk. He's been doing this for about 18 months and his industry is in branding and advertising and it's just him right now. James started JTK because he had the ability to help other businesses and organizations capture their brand with a creative eye and eye-catching ways. And he's had some early success and acquiring local clients. Recently, a large retailer saw James's work and called to hire him for a big project. James knows this is going to take a lot of time and energy to deliver on this, but he isn't sure what's going to happen to his quote-unquote regulars, his locals, if he has to dedicate, dedicate all this time to this project is going to require. On top of that, James is, at his core, self-defined an artist. And he doesn't define himself as a business owner. He has muddled through thus far running his business, but his business only gets what time is left over, and it's usually not the best time or a lot of it. James is uncertain about how to proceed in building his creativity into a business. The opportunity is presenting itself for him to not just be creative on a larger scale, but also start building his personal income. What do you guys have to say to James? Well, Chris, I'd be glad to jump in here. This is Jordan. And I had to, I had to laugh when you st- first started talking about past episodes. You said, go back and check. And you're going to catch some. And I thought you were going to say good parts because you weren't sure how many were in there. And you said something completely different. But it has been a blast to be here with you guys for the last 13 episodes. Excited to see what happens here. But here, here's my take on this. Um, James is struggling with what he defines himself as. And I, I kind of, when he said the part about that he defines himself at his core as an artist and not a business owner, I'm really struggling with that because, well, then why, why did you start a business in the first place? Why are you at this place? Um, if you're not a business owner and you don't define yourself as a business owner, well, then you have a job, J-O-B, and you should be working for somebody else. Because the, the day that you decided to go hang out your shingle and you decided to go do it on your own, you became a business owner. And whether you're a good business owner or a bad business owner, you're still a business owner. And that comes with a lot of different things that you got to go figure out. And business owners have to go work and figure out, like, how are they going to spend their time? What's important to them? You know, how are we going to make a profit? There's so many different directions you can go with that. But the fact that you're ignoring that part of your business, that's a mistake. Like, you are a business owner. You have to start acting like a business owner. You have to start calling yourself a business owner, right? It doesn't, it's not something that, well, if I've been in business five years, now I'm a business. No, you own a business. That's the very definition of it. 
You know, I, in a lot of ways, I think in a lot of ways, I think I would agree with you, Jordan, but I think your focus is on the wrong thing. I think the question he has to ask himself before he's asking himself whether he's a business owner or not, the question he has to ask himself is whether he wants to serve people or not. Because ultimately, I think if he's thinking to himself that he's an artist and creating art is 100 percent about himself sort of, you know, uh, expressing himself to the world. And it doesn't matter about what his clients want. doesn't matter about how much it costs. He's really just trying to create art all day. Then that's completely different than actually saying, I want to position myself to actually serve people well, because if he's thinking, I want to position myself to serve people well, then he's going to actually have like, an, then he's going to have a business. He's going to have a title for his business. He's going to have like different systems and processes to make it easy for people to pay him. He wants to serve his customers well and make their life easier by creating art. And so if he thinks of himself as exclusively an artist and not a business owner, I would say you need to, just like you said, Jordan, you need to take a couple steps back, just do timeout and start giving your art away for free and just do art all day long. But if you want to position yourself to best serve people with your art and make their lives better, then you've got to buck up and realize that owning a business is the way to go. And there's different ways that you can actually own a business and still focus most of your time on creating art. Like you can, you can hire someone to do the business management portion, the marketing portion. You can hire someone to do all those things. So you're still free to do art, but you have to position yourself as someone who's thinking, okay, I want to serve people as opposed to, I just want to express myself. If there's no wrong answer there. You just need to, you just need to decide. Ken, you, jump in. You, Ken, jump in here and set these. Well, hang on. I, I want to ask Dan. Hitton, are you saying he's lazy? Is that what's happening here? You're just saying he's lazy. I'm saying. That, I'm, I'm saying he's lazy. He needs to sit down and figure it out. No, I'm not saying he's lazy. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify there. And and I because I, 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 I think he is. I I think some of it is is because if you think about how he got to the place where he can get paid to do his art, which meant that he stunk at art for a really long time. And he kept working at it and he kept working at it and kept working at it. And I don't understand why he's not applying the same thing to business ownership. You got to stink for a long time at business ownership. You got to go do it and you got to keep learning until you can, you know, well, my daughter was sitting in church trying to draw the, somebody's hands like this. Like it looked awful. Like it was hideous. And she kept, you know, erasing, redrawing, erasing, redrawing. There's no difference between that and, and business ownership. Sorry, I cut you off. Jordan, Jump in I there. think that's a great analogy, Jordan, except nobody can actually see your fingers doing this. Oh, yeah, no. Because that's it's right. a podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. It was so cool. Come on, Everybody man. was picturing it in their mind. I had my fingers crossed in the, the typical church steeple up against my chin. Either way, they were picturing really ugly fingers, I think. <laughs> Ken, can, can, can come and save us from all of this. Where, where, where do we Yeah, do well, this? first of all, I, I just, I, I got to understand this, that this guy would have to position himself as a business owner. Last time I checked, uh, Jackson Pollock, you know, made great art. His, his paintings sell for hundreds of millions of dollars. And he never identified as a business owner. He never said, I'm in this to do business. I'm in this to be an artist. And you know what? People pay me a lot of money to be an artist. So I, 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 trying to understand why uh, you would have to say you're a business owner. I'm an attorney. I, you know what? I'm a partner in the business. Uh, I, I love entrepreneurship, uh, but it doesn't mean that I first and foremost create myself or put myself out there as a business owner. So I, I wanted to, I wanted to hear more about why he has to identify himself that way. So, so Ken, let me get this right. If we boil down and Jordan and Dan, please jump in on this. We've got an identity discussion happening here. We're not having a business 
trajectory discussion. We're having an identity discussion. How important is that identity to this, this position or James or anybody who's running a business? Ken, you said for you, you identify yourself first, attorney, partner, participating in the business. You didn't say you identified yourself as a business owner, even though you're a partner in a business. How important is this? Jordan, Dan, anybody jump in on that. I, I, no, I, I, I'll take that one. So, okay. It would be different if, if he was selling, if he's creating his art, he's in a studio, he's creating it, and then he hangs it out in a studio somewhere and puts a price tag on it. And based on how many people buy it, how many people want it, that's what determines the price. But he's not. He's in an agreement with somebody. He told somebody that he will create this by X amount of time. So therefore, it is a business agreement. And I've been on the receiving end of that. I have had a business where I had my sign redone and then the artist didn't bring me the sign for four weeks. So there I am a business without a sign. I'm sorry. I don't want to, I don't want an artist at that point. I will sacrifice on the artistry to be able to make sure I have a sign for my business. And that's the problem is he's in a business here. So like, there's no halfway here. You got to be good at that. You got to be able to deliver when you say Am I missing Jordan, Jordan, you are 100% right. Like 100% right. Because if he decides that he wants to help other people, that means creating art, also creating art in a way that they can use it in a way that's helpful to them. If he creates art and it takes him four years and they don't have a sign, he's not being helpful. He's actually diminishing his product because he's taking so long and he hasn't figured out the productivity side or the business side or whatever. But if he just wants to do it for free and just create art for people, and he just wants the joy of creating art, then go dig ditches and then create art in the evening and then give it away for free. But Chris, I think your question is 100% right. He has a question about his identity. And I think if he is going to be an authentic leader, he's going to be the type of person that brings his best self in the service of other people, then he needs to decide who he is. If he is an artist, it only does art, then go do that. But if he's somebody that wants to serve and help other people, which I'm biased, I'm thinking that's the way to go. He needs to grow and get better at the business side. Or here's the other option. He could be like Ken and just partner up with a larger organization where he could just do the thing that he's really good at, kill that all day and let other people handle the ownership, the productivity, and they'll be there to support him as he does excellent work. That's a possibility too. He just needs to get off the schneid and make a decision. Lazy. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So just to be clear. Uh, we tell people to follow their passions all the time. You know what? That's how you're going to be successful. Follow your passion. Follow your dream, man. Don't worry about the business side. Follow your passion. And now we're saying, okay, well, it's all about the business side. Don't worry about your passion. And now, wait a minute. So let's take Frank Lloyd Wright, for example, one of the greatest architects we've had in the last century. Unbelievable passion horrible at business. You know what? We're still in awe of his legacy and the the financial side of things took care of themselves because he just, he straight up just followed his passion. So I understand what you guys are saying, Jordan, I hear you. You want your sign. You want your things on time. You want great service. You want all of these things, but guess what? Amazing art and amazing products sometimes don't follow those same business guidelines. It's not like going to McDonald's and picking up a hamburger. I think, I think you're on the right path, Ken. I think you're saying something that's good, but here's some, here's, here's where you're wrong, man. What you're saying is like sometimes great art 
doesn't necessarily follow the business path. I would say almost never. Like great art makes its way into the average person's life because of a business person figuring out how to efficiently create it so other people can see it. Like there is a business person behind Frank Lloyd Wright that made sure that his art was accessible to other people. I've been to Falling Water. It's a business. They charged me money to walk in and take a look at it. And if Frank Lloyd Wright didn't come up with it, some business owner did. And so I think it's important for us to say like, look, it's rare that a pure artist can like make sure that they, you know, find a way to partner up with a business owner to make their art accessible. There's a lot of great artists out there that didn't have the time or the discipline to develop the business side of things. And their art just died on the vine because nobody was able to see it or they weren't able to deliver it on time or they weren't able to put it out there so other people can actually access it. It takes a little bit of business acumen. And just like Jordan said earlier, it takes some work and effort. And artists aren't lazy people. They just need to decide that business is a part of doing art. It's a part of getting their art out into the community. I, so I think what we're all wondering at this moment, Dan, because that was a great point, is what is a schneid? What, what? I've never heard of anything. Get off your schneid? Is that how you use that? A, sh- a schneid is a thing you got to get off of. That, that's all you need to know. Okay, I'm off the schneid. Not a problem. Every one of us as a business owner deals with this because there's something that we're facing that we don't want to go to the next level. And this, this is the truth. There are mountains that we have to climb that are difficult that I would much rather just stay at this level because this is what I really enjoy. And I get the passion thing and I get you know, all the different things. But the truth is we can't stay the same, right? Today is not the same as tomorrow is not the same as yesterday. And every time we have to figure out how to go to the next level. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I like camping. I like getting to a level. I like installing electricity and running water and being able to stay there and thinking I'm going to be here for the next year or two, but it's not realistic. As soon as he started a business, he made the decision that he's going to have to keep growing. That's where he's at. Okay. Let me take this back for a moment here, guys, because we're talking about James and our fictional situation and none of us, none of the, none of the four of us on this screen are art haters or artist haters. In fact, there's all of us that have consumed art in various ways, shapes, or form. But let's take this out of the artist realm. Ken, I'm coming back to you for a moment. We run into this in the professional space, that somehow there is a stigma upon professionals who are practitioners, be it doctors, lawyers, anybody in that range, that you talk to them about their business and there is, seems like there's a disconnect. There's a, in the, much the same ways we're talking with James here about he's, he's elevated artistry above business in his mind. You'll run into that not just with artists. You'll run into that with professionals. Why is that? Why, why can, do you think, you know, as a professional, speak into that for a moment, why is there that disconnect, that elevation of one above business? Why is business always kind of taking that bottom line? Yeah, absolutely. For one, I think that there, it, it's easy to feel uh, insecure about uh, the business side of it because you're saying, look, I, I spent all this time becoming a professional. I didn't spend all of this time becoming uh, a business owner. And so oftentimes there's kind of this realization that we're really good in one area uh, of something. And, and we put a lot of time and energy in that, but we haven't put the same time and energy into, uh, the business part. We haven't taken all the business classes at times. We haven't, we don't have an accounting background, uh, every day. And so it's really easy to, to kind of sense of like, okay, well, 
I'm hanging my hat on being a professional and this is who I am and the business side. And it just kind of needs to follow uh, just because, you know, it's not something that we focused our time and energy on. Jordan and Dan, I know you guys coach a lot across various industries. Do you encounter this? Do you encounter professionals at a level that disregard or somehow reduce the importance of the business perspective? What is your, what is your experience there? Oh man, I see this. I see this a lot. So this is most prevalent for me when I see it in doctors and dentists because they go to school. It's an elevated profession. There's a little bit of cloak of mystery behind what doctors and dentists do, right? So they're an elevated position in the community where people are like, I don't understand how you do it, but you help us all. And so they're, you know, they're venerated in that way. But on the other side, they suck at business. And they suck at accounting and just some of those small things, but they don't want people to know it because they have this venerated position as, as being smarter and having this all figured out. And so what happens is it leads to just tremendous insecurity and they're losing money left and right. And they don't know how to keep a budget and they don't know how to plan out the year, but man, they, they can't let anyone know because they have this together. They have this sort of image to uphold. I see that again and again. And, you know, Ken, you're saying something really, really smart where you're talking about people investing so much into one identity right? And putting all their eggs in that basket and then not necessarily investing in the other. And I think if we broke down those silos and help people see that business isn't so much about like an identity, it's just a means to an end. It's not hard for people to be good at business. I mean, because simply business is just a way to serve other people. And so if you're focused on that, then you'll figure out how to do the books, right? You'll figure out how to brand yourself, right? You'll figure out how to take care of your employees. If that's your focus, then business just becomes a means to an end. It's not, you, have to, you don't have to be like Bill Gates to be this business guru. You have to know everything about it. Just know a little bit. Yeah, Jordan, I want to come to you because you have a expertise in one of the areas that even in a subclass of business is diminished significantly. That seems that there's an entire identity built around sales. So we're talking professional or artist who is diminishing the role of business and not able to identify, and like Dan, as you said, not be able to see this tool that can be refined and used. But then inside of that, even, how many business people consider themselves salespeople? And that is what you spend your, your whole career is about teaching people about that. What, why is that identity continue to be broken down and we continue to push parts of that aside? What are you encountering there? It, it's funny that you asking that question is exactly what I was going to say. So I'm glad you asked me. And, and I think it's interesting that as hated as attorneys are and as disliked, I'm pretty sure that the reason that you picked me to be on the podcast is as a salesperson, we're hated even more. We are the least trusted profession. Like people are like attorney, um, hmm, politician. No, no. I trust salespeople less. Right. I literally have literally like I have salespeople tell me that they're not a salesperson and literally all they do is sell. It is a stigma. And I think the question here is for James, what is how does he define business owner? Because I, I think that's what he's struggling with. I think there's some stigma that he's dealing with. And every time that I come across like I what's funny is I was in a conversation last week. The business owner is, is telling me what his people say, and they're telling me that they don't want to be a salesman or be defined as a salesman, and they actually use the term used car salesman, but some of the things that they're doing as salespeople is worse than what used car salesmen do. They don't even realize, like, they're, they're it. The thing that they don't want to be because they're not willing to be trained in sales is exactly what they're doing. They're, 
not having honest conversations, not doing all the right things there, it's tough. Like we get these stigmas built up and honestly, we have to work through those and able to go in order to go to that next level. We have to be honest with ourselves. Why do I believe this right? Is that correct? How do I get a new picture of what this should be? Because then I can start working towards and figure out what I want it to be. Well, guys, I appreciate this conversation. Uh, James and his fictitious and fictitious situation of trying to wrestle with his creative nature and the business pursuit and the discussion around identity with this is is massive because I think business owners, entrepreneurs, people who are in endeavor that they got into because they were passionate about it all run into this identity crisis at some point in time or another. There was a reason I started to do this, but all of this other stuff needs to happen. Well, who am I? Who am I inside of this? And this is an important conversation to have. And listeners, as you're listening to this, if any of this is resonating with you, the, uh, these guys on the panel here just don't get on the podcast with me uh, a couple times a month and talk about these ideas. They're actually engaged with people on a regular basis on answering and wrestling with some of these questions. And uh, you can find Jordan, Dan, and Ken all online. Uh, they're on LinkedIn. They have social media presences. They have websites that you can track them down. And uh, you can follow up with them if you are struggling with some of these questions. So for Jordan Mullet, Dan Olavi, and Ken Hostetler, this is Chris White, and you've been listening to Basic Business Advice. We ask you to like, rate, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Have a great day.